0: Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to dip our toes again into the college football waters, trace ball on the NFL, deal with a little bit of Major League Baseball, go in on a topic that I really need to go in on, awarded the adult of the week, and we're going to have a really good subject upon further review. Hockey's about to come up. We're going to talk a little bit about that and a tender subject at that. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. college football now there's a slew of other games that mean a little bit of something for instance you have stanford traveling to oregon you have mississippi state playing kentucky undefeated kentucky at that you also have games like wisconsin who got tripped up last week at be against byu going to iowa city but the game of the week is focused on tuscaloosa With the hard luck Texas A&M Aggies Going up against the defending national champion Alabama Crimson Tide I want to say that's a good game It might be one But the way that offense is rolling for the tide I really feel sorry for The Aggies Dateline Tampa Quarterback Jameis Winston Who is now serving his three game suspension Is now having to Brush back a lawsuit Yes the driver of the Uber vehicle in which he got into trouble and got suspended for, the incident happened last March, not this past March, but last March, is actually suing him. The person identified as KDP in the lawsuit is seeking punitive damages for the alleged sexual assault and a trial to determine past, present, and future emotional pain and suffering, and past and future economic losses and amounts being determined by the jury. It seems like when it rains, it pours, and then on the field, Fitzmagic is doing his thing, and Winston might have to be pretty comfortable holding that clipboard, because it looks like the worst baby yet to come. Dateline Chicago! Slugger first baseman for the White Sox, Jose Abreu, eh, seemed to have a a, a tough season. It looks like that he is suffering from an infection, his right thigh. The Manager of the White House, Rick Ritteria, had this to say about Abreu and his status. Quote, Jose is fine. He's doing well. It's been a tough year for him with various things, but he is dealing with it the best he can. Close quote. Speedy recovery to you, Jose. I hope everything goes well for you and hope you heal up and do better next year than you have in 2018. And shout out to the Boston Red Sox who clinched the AL East in Yankee Stadium against the Yankees. But, Jose, I hope you heal up very well, my friend. Dateline Dallas! You remember that, I won't say lawsuit, but you remember that story that was leaked about the culture and behavior of the Dallas Mavericks organization and how there was a a high exec who was allowed a lot of leeway into being a sexual predator well it looks like the chickens are coming home to roost a little bit for the owner mark cuban who tried to wash his hands clean of the whole situation but he just simply could not do so the investigation that the nba unveiled revealed quote Substantiated numerous instances of sexual harassment and other improper workplace conduct Within the Mavericks organization over a period spanning more than 20 years Close quote Well, the NBA is fining Cuban himself $2.5 million And along with that, Cuban is donating $10 million to a sexual health, I guess you could say, cause Or sexual abuse cause Well, I'll put it to you this way in language that I think you can understand, Mark. You're an exciting owner, and players love to play for you because you have it all set up in a locker room and you treat your players well. Your employees, though, on the other hand, you treat them like absolute garbage. And for me to root for you, I'm out. Dateline Foxborough, The explosive book, Bill Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Coach of All Time, has people talking. In fact, there was a line in the book that really got people talking from an anonymous source that leaked to Ian O'Connor, who was the author of this book, talking about Tom Brady, who the anonymous source said, quote, Tom knows Bill is the best coach in the league, but he's had enough of him. If Tom could, he, I think, would divorce him. Close quote. Now in this book O'Connor interviewed 350 people One of them was not the subject of the book The head coach of the Patriots Bill Belichick Who had such a Bill Belichickian comment about the book Quote Cause I don't have anything to do with it I'm focused right now on Detroit and the 2018 season I'm going to try to do a good job with that Close quote And I guess right there, Bill has shown us why he is one of the greatest coaches ever to do it by sidestepping questions like these. I'm sure another organization would love to do the same thing, but I believe can't. Dateline Pittsburgh! (laughs) With Le'Veon Bell holding out and possibly returning when the time is physically right for him, and the players talking about him, really talking about his wallet and what he makes, and saying it out in public, now comes this. So Monday after a tay a that wide receiver for the Steelers, Antonio Brown, had with the offensive coordinator on the sideline, he, according to the head coach, Mike Tomlin, was a no-show. And along with it, some fireworks came in the form of the Saucy Bird, or Twitter. A tweet came to Brown, and the tweet read as follows. Quote, A.B. needs to thank his lucky stars because he was drafted by a team that had Ben and Ben got A.B. paid. You know, darn well, he wouldn't put up those numbers for other teams. Close quote. Which had number 84 succinctly respond by saying. Quote. Trade me. Let's find out. Close quote. Now, when asked about this exchange online, Tomlin had this to say, quote, I'm not going to openly talk about a lot of things that occur on social media. You can be chasing that always, always. I will say this, it's important that we understand our position, the light that shines on us and the responsibility with it. There have been a couple of instances where now you have asked about Antonio regarding some social media things. I'll address that very directly with him, but I will leave that between he and I. I'm not going to utilize this form to address those things. I just don't believe it's appropriate. Close quote. And the alluding to social media things that Le'Veon has posted In the 42-37 loss that the Steelers suffered at home against the Chiefs There was a picture of Le'Veon sailing on the water Steeler Nation looks like you all have a lot of healing to do Before you go back to your traditional contendership ways But there's another city that's a little more excited than Pittsburgh Dateline Cleveland The Cleveland Browns won a football game. Yeah. Yeah, clap it up for the Browns and clap it up for Northeastern Ohio. The Browns had to suffer bad play from the starting quarterback of that game, Tyrod Taylor. He was concussed, moved out the game. In comes the number one overall draft pick, Baker Mayfield who at times looked like a rookie, but most of the way looked absolutely strong, going 17 of 23 for 201 yards and catching a two-point conversion. The city was so excited about it all, (laughs) and I I love this story so much, that they had beer locked up in the refrigerators, and they weren't going to drink it until the Browns won a game. And this was the first game they won since Christmas Eve of 2016 well when that happened they partied as if well as if they won a a world series an NBA finals or a super bowl uh, congrats to cleveland i'm glad y'all got a chance to get that monkey off your back although coming up short and doing so against pittsburgh a week and a half ago now you can hold your head high and say we actually won and that defense looks really good that defense looks really good and if mayfield plays this way the rest of the way Uh, Some teams are going to have to watch out because uh, they they are going to serve some losses to some teams. Dateline Foxborough. Again. So in the Rich Gets Richer category, former Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon is now the current Patriots wide receiver. Yes, yes. The seven-year player who has been maligned, who has been suspended, who has been... I guess you could say troubled and troubling. I guess you could say he reached the end of his rope in Cleveland and now he is in Foxborough. And if you're all, all wondering that if this is a strange or crazy move, well, the Patriots needy wide receiver, considering that Julian Elliman is serving a four game suspension and he won't be available until October. And that Brady In the first game against the Texans, only threw to the receivers nine times and only threw for 234 yards against the Jaguars in that debacle. Now, Brady has a multifaceted threat. So instead of being the king of checkdowns all the time and going to Gronk, up the middle, or to his his running backs just out the backfield, or in myriad of curl routes and swing routes, you now have a receiver in Gordon who can run whatever route you want him to go. A slant, a go, a post, a curl, whatever route he can do it. And middle of the field, the man's tough and durable. So I know Brady is enjoying this. I hope Josh does more importantly because he needs to have a break at some point in juncture in time. He needs to have a break and he needs to feel something positive about a game that he actually does pretty well in performing. So I don't care if people hate on the fact that Gordon is now a patriot. I'm just happy that one, he's alive and two, he could contribute to an NFL franchise. So much luck to you, Josh. I hope that you're away from anything drugs or alcohol related. And more importantly, I hope that you. Get to have fun playing the game that you so so love when I come back an issue I never thought I would be able to discuss in the manner in which I will do so I will do it now as I go in <laughs> and cold sports and sometimes in sports i'm happy to talk about issues and then there's other times i just have to shake my head endlessly but this is one of those times i have to endlessly shake my head so there was a play done by a certain player of a certain hue skin color hue i mean who came up short And then a comment that we have heard time and again rears its ugly head once again. Oh, yeah, I'm about to go. 14 seconds to go in Nashville. Texans are playing the Titans. The Titans have a 20-17 lead. The Texans are on their own 40. So there's a little bit of time. Couple plays. Hopefully he goes to the sideline. And then you rush the field goal team onto the field. Maybe kick a long field goal. Hopefully send the game in overtime. That I'm sure was the plan. However, Watson danced and got away and danced and got away some more from the three-man rush because they dropped eight. He found DeAndre Hopkins in the middle of the field and got him within field goal range, actually. Pretty good field goal range because Hopkins got tackled at around the Titans 30. But the problem was time expired once the throw was made. So the Texans walked away with their second L of the season, 2017. And when I saw it, I figured a hey, rookie-ish mistake. I mean, he still hasn't started 16 games in the NFL yet. So, alright, rookie-ish mistake. I mean, I can't say rookie mistake because this, this is his second year in the league. But that's a young player's mistake. Sometimes you have to deal with that. And I just wrote it off as that. A school superintendent from East Texas, though, on the other hand, couldn't say hello to Lynn Redden. He was so upset. About how Watson could not pull that play together and mismanage the clock at a key moment to possibly tie or win a game on the road. He said, quote, you can't count on a black quarterback, close quote. Now, the, the explanation was that this was a private or it was meant to be a private message. This wasn't meant to be for public consumption. You don't say. <laughs> Saying you can't count on a black QB was not meant for public consumption. I'm shocked. I'm utterly appalled and amazed that you would say this thing, not the statement, but the explanation and justification of said statement. So of course he's walked that back, Redden, I mean. And he said he based the comments that he talked about that you can't count on black QBs on the quote limited success. Close quote of black quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> Sit down, son. You may be a superintendent, but you need to sit down and get served a lesson. Class is in session, son. There have been myriad of black quarterbacks. One that played in your city, or I should say near your city, because Piney Woods is roughly an hour or so north of Houston, In Warren Moon. And Warren Moon threw for 50,000 yards in the NFL. Now, did he win a Super Bowl? No. Now, he did win five great cups in Canada. So, I guess I'd, I have to understand what you mean by limited. So, you mean limited as in with, what, Randall Cunningham, who was the 1988 MVP, who wowed people with his play when he was an eagle, but showed off his arm strength when he was a Viking, Throw into Chris Carter and Randy Moss, leading them to a 15-1 and record. You mean that limited success, sir? Oh, oh, oh you must mean limited success as in uh, Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah, Michael Vick. Yeah, I know. He, I know he went to jail for dogfighting. I know. I, I got that. But he did some really historical things too. One of which was to be the first QB, not black, not white, period. First QB to go to Lambeau field and win a playoff game there. Because before then, the Packers were undefeated at Lambeau. You mean that type of limited success, Redden? oh oh i'm sorry how about this limited success how about the the 2002 co-mvp the late steve mcnair yeah he did nothing but just lead the titans in 1999 to the super bowl where he came within a whisker of tying that game and sending it in overtime you mean that limited success for black quarterback no you couldn't mean that oh well (laughs) i'm so sorry Uh, I mean, there's other limited success that quarterbacks of African-American descent have made. Uh, Here's another one of limited, limited success. How about one Doug Williams, the first QB in Tampa to lead them to the playoffs? And then almost a decade later, he leads the Washington NFL franchise to a Super Bowl victory. Now, that's limited success for a black QB. Yeah. Uh huh yeah i'm sure that's what you're talking about right Uh, yeah there's another one yeah his name is russell wilson yeah the the guy who led the seahawks to win the super bowl in 2013 yeah yeah that's limited success as a black qb and then (laughs) oh yeah i forgot cam newton yeah MVP in 2015, another 15-1 record that that another QB of African-American descent posted, took his team to the Super Bowl. So, you mean that you can't trust all of those that I just named? All of those I've just named have been pretty successful, if not straight up downright champions. And you can't trust them because of their skin color? Sometimes when I hear people speak, it's almost as if. They simply took their brain out of their body and they just spewed hot garbage. Because you, Redden, spewed hot garbage in this instance. Deshaun Watson is a young QB. Second year in the league. This is his, well, this was his eighth start of his career. Eighth. Because he was injured middle of last year after his sixth start in Seattle. Eighth start. I mean, I can think of many quarterbacks that just looked horrible in eight starts that are Hall of Famers. John Elway, who he was horrendous his rookie season. Peyton Manning, who threw 28 picks in his rookie season. Steve Young, who was running for his life as as a member of the Bucks. He didn't look as polished as he did when he was stacking up all sorts of quarterback passer rating records as a 49er. You really couldn't count on them because they were rookies. They were young. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has everything to do with experience. You have to be experienced, experienced, Redden, to run a successful NFL franchise at the quarterback position. And at times, if that doesn't happen, you have growing pains. That is what you saw. You didn't see a black quarterback fail. You saw a quarterback fail in that moment. And it happens, whether it's the darker shade or the lighter shade or shade in between. Color has nothing to do with quarterbacking, but it has everything to do with the ridiculous notion, the buffoonery notion, the poisonous notion that Rush Limbaugh back in 2003 said on NFL countdown when he said that the NFL is desirous of black quarterbacks. The NFL is not desirous of black quarterbacks. They're desirous of quarterback play, whether it is someone of light or dark shade. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because if the NFL was desirous for black quarterbacks, we would see DeMarcus Russell have a 15-year career in the NFL. Does he have one? No. Same thing with Andre Ware. Same thing with Akili Smith. Same thing with Geno Smith. I mean, sometimes I have to ask you racists, do you even hear yourself speak? Do you even hear what you're saying? It's it's it is it is like rush hour, where Chris Tucker, the Chris Tucker character said to the Jackie Chan character, Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I, it, it almost is to the point where I have to ask, do you understand the words that are coming out your own mouths? Whether that statement was private or public, written fact remains there's been many successful black QBs that have been in the NFL. For the last 35 years That tried, tired, ridiculous excuse Holds water no longer Because there have been two QBs Of African-American descent Who can say they are Super Bowl champions That's not limited success That, my friend, is ultimate success So you can go on and paint your quarterbacks white And be salty because the team that I believe that you're rooting for Has a black QB But you're going to be really sorry When you see this black QB that wears number four And plays for the Texans Do very well Not because he's a soul brother Not because he's black But because he's a winner and a champion (laughs) And champions Just like quarterback play Come Every shade you can possibly imagine. If Redden was a player, he would get the award that I'm going to announce right after this. Dold of the Week time is upcoming. You're tuned in to... From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. September 22nd, 1969. The old rugged veteran slugger known as the Say Hey Kid. Willie Mays reached a milestone only one other player before him did when he smacked his 600th homer. A two-run shot off of the San Diego Padres' Mike Corkins, and that home run proved to be the game winner. The only person who hit 600 homers before him was the great Babe Ruth, who went on to have 714. Mays himself went on to have 660 homers before he called it quits four years later. Mays the batter with hunted first. Here's the pitch to Willie. Swung on, hit deep to left. That one is way back, way back, way back. Tell it goodbye, number 600 for Willie Mays. And the bye-bye, baby Bonanza. And the Giants come to home plate to greet him. Number 600 for Mays. He hit it over the 370-foot mark. A standing ovation here in San Diego for Willie. Willie Mays, a legend, hitting 600 homers on this date in 1969. From the vault, brought to you by Cold Spor. in here that buffoon has gotten to me but I gotta address buffoons who actually play on the field here is your next DOLT of the week DOLT of the week sponsored by nobody but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser the winner of this episode's Dotes of the Week And... In... No, 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 <laughs> no The winners of this episode's Dotes of the Week Are... The 2018 Buffalo Bill. Now, why am I awarding a whole organization with this award, you may ask? I'm so glad you did. Here's why. You got a chance to look at the guy who started the first game of the NFL season of this year, play last year, where he benched or took the place of the now Cleveland Browns QB, Tyrod Taylor, who was having success but just was struggling. But he was having success with the team. And he throws for five interceptions. Now, throwing five interceptions is enormous for a game, right? Yeah, it is. Try throwing five and a half. Well, that is what Nathan Peterman did. So for an encore, he goes for four for 18 with two picks and a 47 to three butt whooping that the Ravens gave the Bills. So he, of course, got replaced by their first round draft pick. Josh Allen, who performed a little bit better this past week, even though they still took it on the chin, 31-20, at home against the Chargers. That's just one layer. In that same game, the 31-20 loss that the Bills had, the Bills were down 28-6 at halftime. And the Bills play, and I think the Bills' way they're running things, has gone so askew, so awry. That the starting cornerback, Vontae Davis, took off the uniform, got in the shower, put on his regular clothes, and he bounced in the middle of the game. And afterwards, he had this to say, succinctly. Quote, reality hit me fast and hard. I shouldn't be out there anymore. Close quote. Let me tell you what that really means. That means this team is so sorry, I don't want to expend any more energy in trying to make it better. Because of this with the Patriots, I highly doubt I would do that move. But the Bills, since you all have no clue whatsoever as to what you're doing on both sides of the ball, you all can kick rocks. Now you know you are a bad organization when you have a player quit in the middle of the game. And it wasn't just a regular player. It wasn't, it wasn't a scouting team player. It wasn't a bench player. It wasn't a backup. This was a starting cornerback who walked out on you. So that should tell you how bad you all are. And then if things could not get any worse, Bills running back, LaShawn McCoy has been accused of not just sexual assault and domestic abuse, but child abuse by his ex-girlfriend. Delicia Cordon had this to say about that allegation. Quote, Our son would often come home with bruises, in in which I would consistently receive outlandish excuses as to where the bruises would come from. Our son would cry hysterically whenever he had to spend time with McCoy. Our son would even cry harder if he knew that Delicia Cordon was not going to be present during mccoy's parenting time close quote and mccoy had this to say in response quote the allegations made against me regarding my relationship with my son are false outrageously inaccurate and offensive i have a loving and close-knit relationship with my son the young boy is my whole life With a custody case coming up in November, I could see why these false allegations are surfacing. Close quote. But the problem is this is just par for the course for how much of a dysfunctional family the Buffalo Bills are. (laughs) They have a running back who has been accused of child and sexual abuse. You have a starting cornerback who leaves in the middle of the game and you have a child that's leading you, both as in quarterback and in head coach. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This It gets funnier every time I just see all of this unveil itself. And like I said, when you have a player leave in the middle of the game, that should tell you that something is askew and awry. That should tell you something right there. But I'm sure that you're going to paint this with the bright, big smile on your face and say, you know what? We're 0-2. This isn't the end of the world. We're going to come back. We're going to be better than ever. Blah, blah, blah. La, la, la. Sha, sha, sha. You saw the handwriting on the wall when you all took that trip to San Diego last year. And Peterman, when you usurped him, or I should say when you usurped Taylor for him, tossed five picks in 30 minutes. Then you let the quarterback that took you to the playoffs last year go. You kept the guy who you thought had potential, and he shows you none. Now, I've heard Peterman is intelligent. He's smart. He knows the game. I'm sure he does. But I know there's many backup quarterbacks who you could say the same thing. Because when it comes to talent on the field, it's next to nil. Yet, the other 52 players on the team have to follow that? They have to follow him? Well, no wonder why you're all dysfunctional and all out of sorts and all out of whack. The quarterback is. And so is the head coach. I mean, it's almost as, no, it's worse than having the clueless John Gruden who traded away his pass rusher and then scratches his head and wonder, why is it that I cannot get pass rushing pressure on quarterbacks? That I, I think that's the same question that you're asking Buffalo Bills organization. Why is it that we can't buy a win? Is it because the quarterback that was starting for you, not saying that he's all world, but the quarterback that started for you, didn't he win enough games to put you guys in the playoffs? I could have sworn that was the case. Yet you let him go during the (laughs) offseason. See, that's for you to figure out, not me. It's for me to look at you and just laugh because every mistake that you seem to make compounds itself further slides you all further circles the drain faster and whether it's bad quarterback play disgruntled employees or a star player who simply is having one big time personal issue after another it is a microcosm of how horrible things are in orchard park new york i feel for bill's mafia you all are the best fans When it comes to tailgating And you all Are dedicated To back The worst team in the NFL I am sorry for you Bills fan Because you're watching hot garbage on your field And I know sometimes That you all shovel snow In December if it gets thick enough You all will have to get out the shovel And you all will be pitching aside Something else very soon In the park formerly known as Ralph Wilson Stadium. Because it's going to get pretty deep, pretty high, pretty fast. When I come back, we're going to touch on a really sensitive subject. I've touched on it before, but I'm going to touch on it again in a different way. And upon further review. Sports comes to Patreon October 1st. On the next edition and installment of Cold Sports, we're going to touch on week five of the college football landscape. Week four of the NFL landscape. Go in on a subject matter. Put it upon further review. I have a good upon further review. Actually, I will say it to you right now. It will focus on the cornerback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jalen Ramsey. That is the upon further review segment for next week. And of course, I'm going to award Adult of the Week. That is part and parcel what I have to do. It's my duty. That's for next week. Also, for ventures outside of this program, I have to give a special shout-out to Stephanie Williams of the Mocha Minutes podcast. We had a wonderful conversation. Uh, check out that podcast. You can check it out on any podcatcher places. And she is on Apple Podcasts. And you can I think she's on Spotify as well. So, yeah, catch that. I had a wonderful conversation with her. We went in-depth about a lot of things, sports and non-sports related. Wonderful personality, wonderful host. Had a great time. For now, for this show, for today, Now I've talked about CTE with football. Now, I've even touched on CTE as in relations to soccer, or for those outside of America, real football. But I haven't touched on, not necessarily CTE, but mental health with the NHL. Now, I mentioned it a little bit with the NBA, but the NHL, there's some silent killers. And I want to unpack this, because I really need to. In upon further review. Quote, I have determined. That the Nashville player, Austin Watson, engaged in a physical confrontation with his domestic partner. Today's ruling, while tailored to the specific facts of the case and the individuals involved, is necessary and consistent with the NHL's strongly held view that it cannot and will not tolerate this and similar types of conduct. Close quote. Now that statement comes from the commissioner of the NHL. National Hockey League Gary Bettman And this is addressing An incident that happened With the forward of the Predators Austin Watson And he was suspended 27 games And it's over a domestic assault case Now you're probably saying Well well, that That's normal Cole. That's par for the course Cole. I mean Athletes are whacked out these days They do some crazy stuff Yeah they do But I think we have to look further Into why Athletes are doing these crazy things Are they just bad Or are they hurting along with being bad Or In the case of the Islanders goalie Robin Lehner Is he just hurting Now when he was a member of the Sabres He turned himself into a detox program In Arizona And he credited that program saving his life However he was struggling with a lot Of mental issues Just absolutely struggling with it And he had this horrible battle with being bipolar and addicted to things. And it got this bad. Quote. I wanted to kill myself. I was extremely close multiple times. The battle of playing hockey was nothing compared to the battle inside my brain. It was at its worst. Close quote. This young, this is a young man. He's only 27 and he's dealing with this. And he goes on with to say, quote, I was self-medicating myself because I, I could not be inside my own head by myself. The thoughts of ending it all. It was real and close. Close quote. You know, when you deal with issues like this, it's very difficult to just look at the guy and say, boy, stiff upper lip, keep going. Keep charging Because I'm thinking that is what Lerner heard All of his life Oh you can just shake this off You know similar to any hit that you take And of course hockey players They get hit often But that's not how we should treat Those who are suffering With mental illnesses And we have to deal with the fact That people call someone like Lerner Weak Weak minded Weak hearted A punk A sissy And all that other stuff A coward. The thing is though, what he's doing is so not punkish. It's so not cowardice because what he's doing is brave. This is what a man is supposed to do. This is bravery at its finest. This is bravery at its best because you're seeing a guy who has looked himself in the mirror and has said, I'm going to lick this. And if I need help to do it, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to lick this problem. It's not going to lick me anymore. Because I'm sick and tired of living in the shadows and wanting to off myself. I want to live. I don't want to be in a rush to die. I want to be in a mode to live and to celebrate life. And that's what the mental battle is all about. Because mentally, you're being told by that voice inside your head you don't matter, you don't mean anything. You're better off dead Your family thinks you're better off dead Your friends think you're better off dead Heck you don't have any friends You think the people on your team Care about you? They don't care about you All they want to do is Just have you do your job Just stop the puck from getting to the goal You're fine Is it fine? Or are we going to have more of the situations Like the Austin Watsons of the world Where you get so unhinged That the commissioner of the league feels compelled to have you miss a third of a season. Because in the NHL they play 84 games in the season. To miss 27 of them, that's a huge mark on you. That's a lot of games to miss. And the reason why I say this is brave for Lehner is he gets it. He fully gets it. He wants to reach out and help others so that they can have hope too. So that in the darkest moments. Of their life, they can pull out, pull through, and pull up themselves, and then pull up others. That's what life is about. Life is about helping others up, not tearing others down, and more importantly, not tearing yourself down. Larry, well, I would say, had enough of tearing himself down to the point where he wanted to tear himself out, but he got the help that he needed, and now he's back on the ice. Where it belongs Stopping pucks From going to the goal And focusing on that And not focusing On where's the next Razor blade Knife Or gun Or Where's the next bottle That I can down Within a minute So that I could just Numb this pain That I have Inside me I want to anesthetize Myself to the point Where I don't feel Anything anymore And if that means death So be it Lander doesn't think That way anymore And he's saying I don't think that way anymore, and there's hope for you. You can pull through yourself, too. It may take help, and it may take a while, but you can get out of this situation. I did. That's what Lauren is saying. And I really do hope that he gets tested for CTE. Same with Watson. I hope they get tested for CTE, because... We don't talk about concussions in hockey as much as we do football and soccer But there's a possibility that there's some brain matter that's damaged Maybe because it hits, maybe not But the prospect is there and it lingers But congratulations to Lerner, I'm glad that he got it I'm glad that he's living life now I'm glad that he decided to choose life and not choose death. Because now he will be a great example for other people. And his platform will be so broad that it will extend far beyond the rink. It will extend far beyond the ice. And who knows, maybe he can help Watson in his situation. All I do know is that I'm glad that we have situations like this and people like Lerner says to everybody, athlete and non-athlete, you can get past this too, no matter what it is, you can conquer it, you can get beyond it, you can overcome it, because I'm an overcomer and you are an overcomer. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is like a neon sign. Click it on coldsports.com and there you are. You'll get every episode that comes to you. And I'm also on Apple Podcasts. I'm also on well, coldsports.com and I'm also on other places where you can catch podcasts where all is available. And I just have these three simple things outside of the fact that you can reach me on Instagram at Cold with a Z, Facebook at Cold with a Z, and Twitter at Cold Sports with a Z. And of course, Cold Sports with a Z.com. And if you want to email me, it's info at Cold a Z.com. Three things that I want you to do, and that is to love yourself with all your heart, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this program. And Enjoy the content For the Intelligent Sportsman I am Cole Johnson Thank you VIP And this is